The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Well, the feel-good factor continues. Scotland are now back from Vienna. Eight games undefeated, 2-2 with Austria last night. And back here, we are four days away from Judgment Day. (laughs) Rangers against Celtic, high noon on Sunday at Ibrox. Uh, So with us, two big two old firm legends. For the last time in his broadcasting career we think Barry we reckon he will be back maybe from Spain Davy Proven joining us Barry you've enjoyed so much in the last uh, couple of years here in Go Radio working with Davy Proven yeah listen D- Davy's somebody who you obviously in the media you look up to he commentated on quite a number of my games and he, he was always <laughs> decent towards me in terms yeah. of on the commentary so yeah listen he'll be a big miss there's no doubt about it but He's, he's at an age where he wants to go and yep. have a nice ice cold beer in the sun. <laughs> um, so uh, good luck to him. Um, but it'll be a big, massive miss, especially to this uh, radio station. Absolutely. Part of building it. Thanks to uh, everyone who's been in touch. And Davy, last night, normally with Sky, you'd have been there. It was great yeah. to hear Ali on as well. Yeah. But 2-2. Two, two, and the Austrians had loads of chances. But again, feel good factor. It's another game undefeated. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't remember for a long, long time where the spirit and the confidence has been as high as it is now. Um, and we've just got to hope we can sort something out, something that, you know, is fair to Ukraine and, and fair to Scotland. It's going to be very, very difficult because it looks as if that game might not go ahead. But, uh, you know, if you, if it's possible to take football in isolation, I do believe that Scotland deserve to, to, to get there, given the progress we've made. Steve Clark has done such an amazing job. You know him well, Davey. Uh, and it's just remarkable the way he's turned it round in the last three years after a difficult start. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think he had a lot to thank Alec McLeish for, yeah. qualifying through the, the Nations, uh, Nations League format to, to get to the Euros. But there has been a consistent improvement in the, in the team. And they're, they're also at a very good age, which I think augurs well for the future. A lot of young youngsters coming through. Barry's nephew making his first start last night. Billy Gilmer, Nathan Patterson, Suter, Portis. I think the future looks really good for us. The goal's coming from Jack Henry and John McGinn, his 12th Barry. What can you say about the Villa star? Yeah, l- listen, he's, he's turned out to be a, a top midfielder. I always liked him I thought he was a very good player when he was at Hibs but he's went down to Aston Villa um, obviously had a tremendous first season of the championship get promoted and every time you watch Aston Villa um, on Sky in the Premier League uh, John McGinn is, is one of the standout uh, performers and it was a great goal um, last night great finish but it was a good team goal uh, great movement down the left hand side between Robertson and, and Tierney um, Tierney who's playing left centre back gets to the byline and cuts Cuts back a, a great ball and John Mc, uh, John McGinn hammers it into the roof of the net. Um, so no, it was a a really good performance. I, I think once he, once the manager, which is natural when you play friendly games, he makes substitutions. I think once we made the substitutions, it kind of killed the game mm. a wee bit. But I really enjoyed it. Another good watch. Some really good football played by Scotland last night. The only disappointing thing is you let a two goal lead slip. Um, but the main thing is, look, eight eight games, six wins, two draws. Um, Scotland are certainly on the right track under Stevie Clark. Found a good young keeper, haven't we? <laughs> Craig Gordon. He was <laughs> sensational last night. Yeah, I, I think it was just his positional his positional yeah. sense um, makes it look easy. Um, but again, he's one 
it's got better wage similarly Alan McGregor as they've got older they've got better um, and again last night he pulled off some top class saves um, that if that was an England goalkeeper or, or somebody else everybody would be raving about it but he was definitely in fine form again last night Davy, ifs, buts and maybes but I'm just thinking about it he should have been playing for Celtic this weekend yeah. that's what you were thinking isn't it? That's exactly what I was thinking um, I know we're going over old ground here but what a mistake it was to, to allow him to go you know when he a rise in his wages could have sorted that out um, and if you look at his form of last night um, age is just a number when you look at Alan McGregor and Craig Gordon what an example they're setting for any aspiring goalkeeper in, in Scotland at the moment yep take that Nuno Espirito Santo you'd see the headlines today we talked about it last night Joe Hart on a podcast he revealed that uh, the, the Tottenham short time Tottenham boss said to him you're too slow you're too old you're too weak you're never going to play for me well, I mean, I spoke to him after the, the Alloa game and I was managing mm. Alloa and we played Celtic and I had a good five minutes with Joe and that's one thing that he said that Celtic have gave him the love back. Uh, the game, he wasn't enjoying his football. Um, but when I seen Celtic's interest, we spoke about it on mm. this radio station, I said you're getting a top-class goalkeeper. Did. Yeah. And not everyone believed you? No, no, no. listen, I, I know it was over 10 years ago I played with him, but... I know what type of character he has, Paul. I know how hard he works in the training ground, but that was difficult times for him at Tottenham. And, and when a manager says that to you, um, it's easy, because Joe's made a lot of money in the game. It's easy for Joe to say, right, do you know what? Right, forget it. But it shows you the hunger um, and the determination that he's got. And he's come up here and, and what a signing he's been for Celtic. It's going to be some weekend, isn't it? 12 noon. Davey, you'd normally be with us, but it's John yeah. Harrison's in as your substitute. Not Big a bad John. substitute, isn't it? Big bad John, uh, along with Barry on Sunday. But you'll be watching the game where? I'll be watching it in a, a little Spanish uh, <laughs> port, fishing port called Javier on the Costa Blanca, Paul. I've got my seat reserved already and I'll be... Um... Yeah, sitting there with my feet up with a cold beer. Stand by for the Go Radio call. No, he'll patch us by then, won't he? By the way. We'll be <laughs> so... The part yeah. I like when, he, when I says to him, what are you doing on Sunday? It's yeah. a frosted glass. Got to be a frosted glass. Oh, hey, you love it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my mouth, my yeah. mouth's warm. <laughs> Barry Ferguson, Davey Proven are here and loads of your calls coming in. Maybe a few surprises as well in the next couple of hours. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Um... Bit of celebration in the family last night, Barry, with uh, Lewis Ferguson. His first start for Scotland. He did well. Yeah, he, he did. Um, look, it's brilliant for the family yeah. in terms of him. I'm How's Derek? His, yeah, obviously, he'll be uh, proud as punch, no doubt about it. My dad will be absolute yeah. buzzing. I was buzzing watching him. Um, his, his, uh, his cousins, everybody connected to the family uh, would have been buzzing. Because he said... Uh, I wouldn't say a, a, a tough season. He, the first half of the season, he wasn't playing at the levels, but over the last three or four weeks, I've, I've seen him, I've, I've watched a few of the Aberdeen games and he's starting to get back to the form that we all know that he can he can get to. And and last night, he, he had a good, solid um, game. Uh, me and David were speaking off here. That's an area of the Scotland squad, that midfield area, Paul, really, really strong. Um, so... You need to be right on it to try and get a, a, a position in there. It's probably, there's six or seven midfielders that could easily play, but there's only three positions up for grabs. But listen, he came in last night, he had a good 75, 80 minutes, um, and he, he should be proud of what he'd done. Manager, very happy with the performance last night. Listen, there's, there's, there's always something you can find in performance to improve on. And certainly I think ball retention could have been a little bit better in the game. Uh, some decent moments in the first half, especially on counter-attack. Another good goal off a set play and a fantastic second goal. 
from the two 0 position, it's always a little bit disappointing when you don't when you don't see the game out with a win. But it's a tough place to come. Austria were competitive. They wanted to give their manager a good send off, so we'll take the draw and go eight unbeaten and look forward to competitive games in June. I said very happy, Davey, but I'm forgetting he's an airshipman. He's canny. He just keeps <laughs> feet in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what makes him such a good manager. You know, he's very, very unemotional. Um, seems seems to be. Stick to the facts, sticks to, to what he knows. And if you think of the, and we discussed this last week, the managers he's worked for, you know, Bobby Robson, Rude Tulek, Kenny Dalglish, Mourinho, um, he, he, he must know his stuff. He must know his way around the training ground. It's no accident, is it? Here is the goalkeeper who was, uh, I see you get nine out of 10 in the papers today and he was brilliant. Yeah, there was a few. Um, probably first and last was the, the two better ones. Um, both important at the time to, to keep us in the game before we scored and then obviously to keep it at 2-2 and we were hanging on at the end. So, yeah, important times. Unfortunately, I couldn't get one of the goals, but um, it was a, a night where I had to make a number of saves and, and thankfully I managed to, to do enough to, to make sure that we, we weren't defeated. But um, no, we, we know we can play better than that. We're, we're satisfied with, with the draw in the end, but we, we're a little bit disappointed having been 2-0 up not to to see the game out. Because at first, Barry, he did feel that, oh, we lost two goals in the last 15 minutes, but in the balance, fair result. Yeah, it was probably a fair result because Austria did have a number of chances and if it wasn't for Craig Gordon, um, we could have lost the game. Uh, but he's playing it down there. He had a, a couple of good <laughs> saves there. Tonight. Listen, he had five or six um, excellent saves and he certainly kept uh, Scotland in the game. But it's great to hear that, that they're disappointed, even it's a friendly. They're desperate to win. Um, they're desperate to win games of football and I just got a right good feeling Paul about this squad um, and it's a real strong squad you look at the team that started strong team you look at the guys that come off the, the bench and it was nice to see that Stevie Clark rested Callum McGregor um, <laughs> but listen that, that's quality well, now he's, he's not even on the pitch Callum McGregor who's probably one of Scotland's if not Scotland's most important player so it just shows you the strength and depth that he's that he's got do you think he was giving Celtic an advantage? Ryan Jack only played 60 minutes. Um, Ryan Jack never played, uh, I think he only played, what, 20-odd minutes um, against Poland. Uh, so it kind of evens itself out. Uh, but listen, as a player, I think if you ask Callum, he'd have rather played last night. That's typical of him. He'd play all the time, isn't it? But, but he, he yeah. never misses games. No. See, if you look back in Callum McGregor's record, he never misses, even Scotland games. Um, so listen, it might have been a bit different from last night, getting a rest. Um, I'm sure... Posta Coglu will be absolutely delighted with, with him getting rested but I think if you ask Callum he would have rather rather have played the game Davey you would always rather play wouldn't you but with such a huge game and last night was a friendly yeah. you, you can understand I, I, don't, I don't think it'll do him any harm at all to, to have a rest if you look at the football he's played not just this season but last the last two or three seasons I, I don't think there'll be a player in Europe who's played more games than Callum McGregor so chance to put his feet up last night um, and I think Celtic will get the benefit of that freshness at the weekend Good news for Rangers, Aaron Ramsey declared fit for the match at the weekend, if he starts. Aribo, Bassi and Balogun all caught up in that uh, the, the riot at the World Cup qualifier in Nigeria. Some nasty scenes yeah, last night, wasn't it? Yeah, I was watching horrendous yeah. scenes. Um, no, no nice to see, Paul. Um, I've seen clips of it, uh, just as long as they, they get back safe and, and the players that you just mentioned are, are safe and well. Um, but you don't like to see that after games. Um fans rioting coming on the pitch throwing all sorts of things uh, you just want the game to go ahead and, and get played in a, a nice manner 
and for Celtic, Hatati came off. He played 45 minutes the, earlier uh, for Japan. Um, I, I think a lot of the players have been rested, haven't they? He got his first cap. The question, Davey, is, is Kyogo going to feature on Sunday? What's your tip now that we're at what Wednesday evening? What do you think? Who's going to win again? Uh, well, no, not yet. Kyogo, do you think he'll feature? He's been uh, out for three months. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on the bench. He, he can't possibly drop Giacomakis. Can't drop him, not the way he's playing. Uh, the big fella's confidence is sky high. Totally different type from Kyogo, but Kyogo, you know, given the nature of the injury, a hamstring, are you going to take any chances with him? I, I don't I don't think he'll take a chance with Kyogo. At, at best, he will be in the bench, but Giacomakis will start the game. Aaron Ramsey for Rangers, some uh, good news. I, yeah. I think it's huge, yeah. He's getting up to speed again. Uh, maybe Rangers will now be in a position through his performances to say to people, you know, it wasn't such a bad signing after all because they were slaughtered with the benefit of hindsight because he wasn't able to play. But we're, we're coming into the crunch of the crunch time of the season and a, a player of his quality is going to be important. And the Gareth Bale effect might rub off on him because Gareth Bale's the number one player and over the past few years he's been their, their second yeah, top player. Yeah, Does that same, help you? Yeah. Second talisman for Wales, yeah. 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 And, you know, Aaron Ramsey has nothing to prove apart from his fitness. See, Portugal are through as well. So Ronaldo, a World Cup again, Barry. The draw will be on Friday. So on air, the draw will be coming in. And we're in the hat. We can't say we are, but we are because we you know, haven't played Ukraine yet. We haven't played Wales. But uh, good to see Ronaldo and the Portuguese there in Qatar. Yeah, I mean, what, four, five, six weeks ago, the, the criticism yeah. that Ronaldo was getting at, I just don't understand it. Look, he, he went through a, a, a little barn spell with no scoring for three or four games. But... You can't deny the guy's absolute world class. Just go and look at his numbers. His numbers are absolute scary. Um, and at the age he is, as well, he still perform at the highest level. Um, he'll and be he'll be playing in that World Cup, that's for sure. And Bruno Fernandes uh, getting a double last night. What about Harry Kane um, for England and also Harry Maguire? And Harry Maguire getting booed a joke. before the game. It's a joke. You're a uh, and do you know what? I actually like Gareth Southgate, Harry Kane. There was a number of players that, that came out and um, backed him and I, I like to see that listen Harry Maguire's going through a tough time mm. at Man United but you've got to be honest when I've watched England Harry Maguire's been a massive part of that that squad and when you go away with England you expect to, the, the supporters to get behind them um, but I, I thought it was a joke it was disgusting and great to see the manager and all these players come out and back him Davey he was England's best player four years ago in Russia for me he was their best player uh, chipping in with goals, the real leadership qualities. Um, got him his move to Manchester United. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's a top top player. Um, and maybe the the transfer fee, eighty odd million that Manchester United paid for him, is doing him no favours because people are, are basically saying you've got to live up to that price tag. Maybe he's not done that. I don't think um, Roy Keane's analysis of him either has been particularly helpful. Roy Keane, a very influential mm -hmm. pundit these days. Um, but you know listen Harry Maguire's big enough and ugly enough to, to get on with it and ignore it if you can Roy Keane one of the best pundits would you say Davey yeah I would yeah. say yeah yeah. you'd always listen to, to Roy Keane he's um, box office isn't he you don't know what he's going to well, say he doesn't, he doesn't miss he's, he's, he, he doesn't hide um, if he's got an opinion he's going to give it and in, no matter how hurtful or disrespectful that might be to you know a, a former teammate or, or a current Manchester or any any player nowadays and you'd always listen to him but like yourself, Davy Proven with us is the for the last time uh, because he's moving to Spain at the weekend. Not taking us with him, Barry. That's a good decision <laughs> for him, though, isn't it? <laughs> but we'll be on the air on Sunday uh, from twelve noon. 
high noon. What are we calling it, Davey? We always we said Judgment know, Day. What I else know. do we say? Oh, we think we run out of adjectives, didn't we? It probably is Judgment Day. Barry, you've said for weeks Rangers uh, have have to win all they've the games now. They've got to win. Yeah. That's not good enough. Uh, Rangers know. I mean, and speaking to to the Rangers manager at the weekend at, at the Legends game, um, he knows he needs to win the game. Let's get into that. Celtic are three points in front and also 14 goals better off, which, which sorry, is like an extra point. Um, so I honestly believe that Rangers need to come out of that game um, once the final whistle goes with three points. Davey, I'm not asking for your prediction just yet. I know you've both been doing stuff for social yeah. media uh, on goal. I'm going to ask you some of the questions as well, but you agree with Barry, Rangers have to win it? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it draws any good given the, the goal difference is worth a point. A draw leaves Rangers four points behind, still to go to Celtic Park. So, no, a draw's no good to Rangers. Right, we're going to take some of your calls next. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot all under one roof ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Wednesday night. We're counting down four sleeps to go. Rangers, Celtic, high noon on Sunday. And uh, it's Davy Province last broadcast with us. Davy, you're fine where you are there. Barry Ferguson, not his last, not by a mile. So uh, he, he's a mere uh, infant at this, Davy. given, what, two years now you've been with us, Barry, on the Go Radio Football Show. A few surprises coming in tonight on the show, not least Lord Willie Hockey, who joins us. Uh, Willie, thanks for joining us. Looking forward to the business show on Sunday morning. Enjoyed it on Sunday, but we don't have enough time to talk about Glasgow and what's uh, not going on. What are your memories of uh, Davy Proven? Well, I'm delighted to be here to to pay homage to one of the best <laughs> players I've ever seen playing for Celtic. Yeah. Um, but my my memory that will never leave me is your free kick in the Scottish Cup final. Mm. Right. I, I believe, did someone say that that was the first time that a free kick had been scored from distance in the Scottish Cup final? Third, it was the, the third time. It was the 100th Cup final. Yes. It was the third time in 100 years that a goal had been scored direct from a free kick. But Celtic were out in their feet oh, in that game, yeah. going nowhere and that. that. Yeah. And as soon as we got it, it was like, it's like when Man U scored against Bayern Munich, right? Everybody get this new energy. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the next goal followed yeah. very, very quickly. But that'll be my abiding memory of Davy. But I did many great uh, days playing for Celtic, but that one sticks in my mind. And were you part of the crowd that would go on a, after the games on a Saturday to Waterloo Street? You all used to go. Yes, uh, <laughs> mate, I had a few beers and Archie's uh, back in the day, but I have to say I was about 16 then, right. <laughs> and I shouldn't have been in the pub. But no, I had a few yeah. enjoyable nights. That was a kind mm -hmm. of meeting place for a lot of the footballers because the train station was there. So all the guys that played in the lower leagues, and it was great. It was it was great for them to rub shoulders with the guys that were playing, in it, like, you know, like Barry and David. Barry yeah. was too young then, you know. I don't yeah. know what the pub was back in Barry's day, yeah. but uh, I think that uh, it was a great meeting and some banter, some great stories it was that generation of the Celtic players and the Rangers players at the time but were close to the media um, Davey what about that day then 18th of May 1985 um, Beattie had scored for Dundee United Jim yeah. McLean looked as though he was going to get his first Scottish Cup 
and then Murdo McLeod was was uh, pulled down. He was yeah, fouled. I mean, yeah. we we were terrible that day. It was a horrible, horrible game of football to watch, if I remember correctly. It must have been. Uh, it was horrible to play in, and we hadn't performed at all. One 0 down, go nowhere, and and we got the free kick. And uh, as I, I keep saying, I could probably have stood there all night and not hit it as accurately as I did. But it was the one that counted. Got us back into the game. Frank McGarvey, my dear pal Frank, yeah. scored an unbelievable header from a Roy you can cross. And we got off the hook. We got off the hook. We hadn't performed, but listen, as Barry will tell you, it's all about leaving Hamden with a cup. I remember I was only seven. It was never a foul. <laughs> <laughs> never a foul. <laughs> Good reply. What, what about this weekend? We're going to talk, obviously. We're going to take a call in a moment or two from Joe, a Rangers fan. We might try and reenact that... Uh, Free kick, Davies, uh, Scottish Cup equaling a goal during the next, uh, well, in the next few minutes. Uh, a few surprises on the programme tonight. Barry, you've already said Rangers have to win every game. Yeah. Davy, you agree. Willie, what do you think? I honestly think it will be a draw. Mm. Yeah, see, I'm not sitting on the fence. Yeah. I think that this game, I think it could be two each. But I think both teams will go for it for different mm. reasons. Obviously, you know, Rangers, I think, know that they have to win. Celtic, I'm sure, would be happy with a draw, but they'd also like to be happy maybe because they believe it'll be wrapped up if they if they beat their, their rivals in, in Sunday. Joe, but I think it'll be a draw. Joe, Rangers, can you stay with us for a few moments? Well, yeah. Joe, Rangers fan on the line. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Okay. Ah, good, Joe. You're pleased to hear that Aaron Ramsey is fit. Do you think he'll start? Yeah, I am pleased he's fit. I think that's a million dollar question, really, whether or not Gio will start him. Uh, I personally, I want to see him start. And that was going to be my question for you guys within the studio in terms of, um, and especially wondering hear Barry's thoughts as, as you know, an ex-centre midfielder and captain for us. Sure. But in terms of, um, you know, our midfield combination, who should start? Personally, for me, I think it should be Brian Jack, John Lundstrom and Aaron Ramsey. So I think Jack and Lundstrom gives us that stability in front of the back four. I think if you give Aaron Ramsey uh, a bit of a free role um, in behind Morelos, hopefully he's fit. Um, then I think we've got a really good chance and I think that was part of my problem with Celtic Park we just got completely overran in the centre of, of the of the midfield Hattati run the show for Celtic we sat off them I don't know why we did that either um, but I think if we put a bit of a high press on and I think if Ramsey starts I think potentially it could be a bit of a match winner for us but, Barry Ferguson what um, do you think? That, that's the three I would like to start but I don't think it will happen I, I, I think it will go with Jack Lundstrom and Glenn Kamara the simple fact is that's the area where Celtic is you can't let Callum McGregor dictate the play um, I think of Aaron Ramsey there look I, I think he's a top class player I, I just don't think he's he's got the bit where he can go and stop Callum McGregor from dictating the play so that's why I think he'll go for somebody like a Glenn Kamara or Joe Arebo but that's the three I think he'll go away and with Joe I would like to see Aaron Ramsey start I think he's a world class player but I don't see it Joe I'll be honest with you. Mm. No, I, I don't disagree, Barry, to be honest. I think um, I think Kamara, you know what you get. You know, he's never outstanding and he's never really bad, in my opinion. He's always kind of a solid 7 or 8 out of 10 and you always get good work rate for him. Generally speaking, he's, you know, he keeps the ball for us and he retains possession. But I just think, yeah, it would be great to see Ramsey start, Robert Page, obviously, this week, um, as you can probably tell. Yeah, yeah, well. indeed. Yeah. How's the voice? You must be. What about Gareth Bale? <laughs> Phenomenal. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, there was even I, I even saw some odds on him moving to Rangers in the summer because of family conversations he's had with Ramsey. But I can't, I can't see it. I think he'll, uh, 
I think you'll take a huge pay cut inside for Cardiff. But yeah, what a player. There's mere chance um, of going to Queen's Park. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news here in Go Radio. Yeah. Davey, what, what do you make of Aaron Ramsey? Would you start him on Sunday or do you go with Barry's lineup? I, I think if he's fit enough, I would start him, yeah. yeah. If he was fit enough. Um, it, it's all about the pace of the game. The pace of this game is different. Um, and I also think the, the, the pace on Sunday is going to be particularly quick, just given that Ibrox is going to be an absolute cauldron. Um, you, you, if he's up to speed, if, if Giovanni thinks that he's he's totally match fit now, I think you've got to call in quality like that. that that's the reason why I'm going with that three, because you, you know the way Celtic play. The way they start games, I mean, what a pace they start at the first 20, 25 minutes. So that's why I think Gio will go with that that three in there certainly got a lot of legs and you look at Celtic's three I don't know if Rogic is going to be fit but if everybody's fit it'll be Hatati, McGregor if no Rogic it'll be um, O'Reilly Willie what um, do you think Celtic midfield well I, I totally I, I totally get where Gary's uh, where Barry's coming yeah. from with the tactics uh, I hope that that's what Rangers do I hope they pick a team to nullify us yeah. right uh, if they pick that midfield we just need to stop Tavernier because right, he's got the guy going to hurt us. So I think there's not a lot of creativity there, a lot of strong guys, but I get the logic of stopping our, our guys. Uh, Joe, with that accent, you must be delighted when Ramsey signed for Rangers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, was I thought that was John Hartson yeah. phoning in, kidding <laughs> on there. <laughs> no, it's fine. I've even spoken to John on here as well. I've seen him the twice before. But yeah, over the moon, genuinely. Yeah. I remember... Um, like a local team for me was going to watch Cardiff City, but my dad is Scottish, and so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, was, I was brought up with blue blood yeah. as it were. So uh, always kind of been Rangers, um, I'm a huge Rangers fan. But you know, yeah, locally yeah. on a Saturday afternoon we go down to watch Cardiff, and he was superb. He was sublime. I've even played against him uh, in a school game, and uh, yeah, just embarrassed us yeah. really. But yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. when he signed for Rangers, and uh, if he's fit, hopefully he starts, especially well, after Rob Page saying he's fit as well. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my story about Aaron Ramsey. I've only seen two people, when it, one individual player, and two te- two national teams came to Hamden, and two players on their own destroyed Scotland. One was Diego Maradona, and one was a 17-year-old Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, he's yeah. just broke yeah. into the Welsh team. And he absolutely ran the whole game. I think Wales beat is easy. But but what I would say about Aaron Ramsey is, um, I hope that Aaron Ramsey plays the weekend because he's no fit. And I hope Morelis plays, right? Because he's no fit. Right, so Barry's going to... We reckon that Morelis will play. Yeah. And Barry, do yeah, you think Morelis he's going to be fully fit? Yeah. Yeah. When you yeah. play in that game, right, in that atmosphere, and especially yeah. when it'll be Sunday, you need to be 100%. These two guys here will know that. And I know you're dying to play and you're, you know, you'll are hide the limp until you go on there. Mm-hmm. But once you're in that game, if you're not 100% fit, and that's why I'm delighted if Roger is not 100% fit, that Ange doesn't go with him. But I think it'll be, it'll be another cracker. I'll come back to that in a minute. What about Morelis, Barry? You were there at the weekend. You're pretty confident he is going to start. Yeah, I'm confident. It was a, it's nothing serious. It was a, a slight thigh strain, so I fully expect him to, to play. But Davey will tell you, but playing in the games, the pace it at times is, a, I mean, it's frightening. So you need to be 100%. You can't have any anybody on that pitch who's 1% off it. You need guys who are going to be able to, first, first and foremost, handle the atmosphere, but also the pace of the game. Davey, the yeah, pace. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the pace is different from anything else you'll play in for the rest of the, the, the season. Willie's right. If you're not 100% fit, you'll get found out in that game. And I have seen players masking injuries because they're desperate to play. 
they'll get found out though. The pace of the game will find you out. If you're not 100%, and yeah, you're, you're going carrying knocks and whatnot, but in terms of Aaron Ramsey, if he's not quite had enough game time, the pace of the game will find him out. PSV Eindhoven have appointed Van Nistelrooy as the head coach from the start of next season. Just some that, news That's why in. everybody's yeah. asking about uh, Kyogo. He's been out since Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. There, there is no chance that, that he'll start the game. He'll probably be involved. If he's been training the last week or 10 days, he'll be involved in the squad. But he can't start that game. Will he? Yeah. That's a really good point. And threw him in because he had to in the cup final. He's playing on one leg. Right, you could not do that in an old firm game. You would uh-huh. not get away with it. Of course. Right? Especially, the guys would tell you, the tempo when they played the game, yeah. but the way the modern game is, especially yeah. the way that Ange is playing the game, the first 15 minutes is ferocious. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like Martin played a wee bit like that. You know, let's the team that scores first most wins a game, 83% yeah. of all mm-hmm. games, first 15, 18 minutes, boom, 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 try and be ahead. And so Ange is kind of caught me a wee bit what Martin done but the, the, the pace and that's why to be fair Celtic in a lot of games kind of run out of petrol a wee bit in the last 15 minutes because they've, they've, they've used the tank up mm-hmm. early in the game Davey are you enjoying uh, Gikamakis he's surprised everyone yeah. two hat-tricks yeah I mean listen I, I, I don't think I was alone you know his first four or five games I thought oh you you look as if you could be a mistake here mm-hmm. but the, you know the big the big fella has come round um, got his first hat-trick and that I think changed his, his mood his confidence and I I go back to what I said about the last Old Firm game. He didn't score in the last Old Firm game. I thought he was terrific in the way he pressed. You know, Celtic really went for the high press. He was a guy, he was a trigger for the high press. There was times he was pressing two Rangers centre-backs on his own. I thought he was magnificent and, and he's improved even more since then. Kenny Miller was a more than decent striker for your old team. Yeah, you talked about him last night. In terms of Gio Marcus, mm. you get like, for instance, at Celtic, Kyogo, very technically very good, great runs. Gio Marcus is a totally different yeah. player. Get the ball in the box. His movement inside the inside 18 yard box is excellent. Outside the box, it's no pleasant on the eye. But listen, he knows where the back, he knows where the back of the net is. Joe, what's going to happen? What do you reckon on Sunday? Yeah, great question. Um, I think it's going to be a score draw, but I'd, obviously, uh, mm. I'd love to, I'd love to see us get a win. I think we have to win, and I think more more than just the just the three points. For the sake of obviously staying in the in the chase for the league, I think uh, those players owe us a performance after what they put in at Celtic Park. To be honest, um, I don't think we were very good at all. Hopefully, Gio has learned one or two things about his defence. So, for example, I can't such play back. I think that would be Bassi as long as he returns from international duty. All right, we're, we're starting to lose you. I don't know if you're in the valleys at the moment, Joe, but listen, that was a great call. Um, we'll speak to you again soon. Joe, thanks very much. And we'll talk international football, hopefully, in the near future. Hopefully we're playing against Wales. Cheers, Joe. Calling into the Go Radio Football Show, Davy Province with us. It's his, his last broadcast. Nothing wrong with him. It's just he's, he's going to take it. I know it's a little bit like that, isn't it, uh, Davy? Yep, there's nothing wrong. You're just going to go abroad with Fiona uh, and live. Barry Ferguson's got many miles left here uh, on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. And Willie, can you stay till just after the break? I know you're. Yes, can, can you just for this? Just after the break. Yep, another surprise coming up just after this. 
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Countdown as well and truly on here in the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre to the Glasgow Derby, the old firm match. High noon, Sunday. Davey, what are we calling it? Because you'll be away, but Judgment Day is... is, is I is couldn't judgment care less what you're calling it. <laughs> <I mean, Steve. laughs> Dos Ferbetas. Yeah. <laughs> John Hartson will have to come up with a name. I thought you were a total professional. Here's a message. There's loads coming in, Davey. Jane Lewis, of course, the, the broadcaster yeah. from BBC, former STV. She's saying, what? Davey's signing off and he hasn't paid his bar bill. No, <laughs> I made that bit up. All the best to a top pundit. Have fond memories of many a shared press conference with you, Davey. Yeah. So yeah. very kind of you, yeah. Jane. Thank you very much for that. She's tuned in. Loads very of people generous. coming in as well. We'll get. We'll give you more messages. Barry Fergan is is here. Barry, so excited. Four sleeps to go to Rangers against Celtic. Davy Proven, Lord Willie Hockey is with us. Uh, getting ready for the business show on Sunday as well. And you know who's on the line now? It's uh, Richard Park is on. Richard, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Nice to talk to you, and uh, great to be invited on on uh, Davy Proven's last broadcast. Because I think I've seen so many of his matches, it's um, you know it's only right that I should appear like the genie from the bottle. At this <laughs> well, the genie from the bottle is Richard, that many of you will know and remember from some great days uh, at Clyde, and obviously as the headmaster as well. Uh, and well, yeah. I haven't told you this. I bumped into him in London, Davy. I didn't tell you in the street on Saturday. What are the chances yeah. that I jumped? I bumped into I him know. then. And you didn't you didn't even put a pound in my tin. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You just stole my line, Richard. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Willie was saying that his uh, favourite memory of Davy was May the 18th, 1985. And of course, you were the match commentator. I was, yes, I was. When uh, Murdo McLeod got brought down on the edge of the box, you know, Roy Aiken told, I think, Davy to, to take it and have a good go. I think the one thing that you haven't mentioned so far is that that Dundee United defence, that was Hegarty, Neri, Malpass and Goff, you know? So that, when you were talking about Celtic not going so great in that game, Dundee United had a, a massively good team who'd been to European semi-finals, etc. Anyway, upset, Davy, Bent the ball. I mean, if that had been scored by Lionel Messi, people would have been eulogising for years afterwards. Honestly, it was an absolute cracker. Brilliant goal. And uh, Celtic picked up from that point on, got that winner that you mentioned earlier on. And, and I love David's description of it because the way I saw it from the top of the old stand at Hamden, in front, it was like 85,000 people that day, was Big Roy galloped down the wing. If they'd opened the gate, he'd have gone straight out of the park. <laughs> hit, hit the crossover into the middle and hit McGarvey on the head and went in. <laughs> and I think, David, you will remember that you and I and McGarvey and a few others uh, went down to the warehouse club in Glasgow that night and had a couple of beers. We we had more than a couple, Richard, if my memory serves me correctly. <laughs> yeah. But in fact, Frank McGarvey's still out. <laughs> <laughs> Great memories, and with Scotland as well, Great Richard. Memories. And then, of course, uh, the commentaries over the year on Sky. So although you'd gone to London, you never lost touch with Davy. 
Well, no, I, I've never lost touch with David because, of course, he spent his career uh, behind the microphone working with a guy that I've brought into the broadcasting business because I used to run a, a sports radio station in London called Capital Gold Sport. And David would work with a, a guy when he went to Sky called Ian Crocker. Yeah. And we started Ian's career on Capital Gold when he used to, um, in fact, be a DJ in the YMCA in London. So there you go. I don't even know if you knew that, David. <laughs> no, I, I kept did. that one quiet. <laughs> we're, we're just switching the line. I think somebody at one of the other stations is interfering with the line at the moment. They're not, of course. Um, yeah, Ian Crocker, yeah, great double act you had yeah, with Crocs. Yeah, for yeah. many, many years, uh, we worked together so often. It was almost like a husband and wife. I, I could just sense when he was going to shut up and he could sense likewise when I would stop talking. Uh, great partnership, great commentator, fabulous commentator, and just so enthusiastic for the game in Scotland. So enthusiastic, actually, that he's moved up from Birmingham to live over at Loch Lomond, loves this country so much, loves Scottish football so much, and I think that comes across in, in his broadcasting. Richard, we're just calling you back at the moment to get it on, get you on uh, another line. Uh, Davey and Barry were asking you pre-match rituals or whatever before an old firm game. Was it any different, or did you ever get a team talk that you remember before an old firm game? Yeah, I mean, I, I remember Billy McNeil giving a team talk um, b before my first Scottish Cup final. We 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 played, and it was. This was a final that was remembered for all the wrong reasons because there was a riot on the pitch after the game, mounted police on the pitch. But we had lost the league title. We had gifted the league title to Aberdeen um, a couple of weeks previously. We'd been nine points ahead, lost the league to Fergus Aberdeen, and we had to win the cup final. And I remember Billy giving the team talk down at Seamill. And Billy was just such a good speaker, intelligent, eloquent. And without raising his voice at all, he just made it perfectly clear that we, we had to win this game. Uh, and we all we all got it. We we had to win. Um, and and then when he finished his team talk, as I said to Joe earlier on, in walks Jerry Marsden at Seymour Hydro with a guitar to give us a rendition of "You'll Never Walk Alone." So it was a, a terrific preparation for the final. Wow! And now Barry and Davy and Willie are about to sing. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Davy, I'm about to run out of studio. <laughs> Barry, for you, any team talks before a match with Celtic that you remember? To be honest with you, every manager that I played under, um, it was pretty plain and simple. Um, they'd left it, certainly like your Walter Smith, Alan McLeish, Dick Advocate, left it up to me at the time as captain, the guys that were Scottish, um, to get round the, the, the players. And it was basically, listen, go out there and do it for yourself, your teammates, um, your family, but most importantly, the fans. Um, let them go and have the bragging rights and the Monday morning when they go either work whether it's on a whether it's a bricky or a, a joiner or whatever so th that was it it wasn't the much Paul if I'm being honest with you maybe a couple of minutes we, you done all the the chatting a couple of days leading up to it in terms of set pieces or whatever team went up you knew who you were playing against and it was it was like a war you're going to war well, let's hope it's uh, on the field, and it will be, I'm sure, on Sunday. There's just 700 Celtic fans who will be in there for the game. It's going to be quite a match, so whether you reckon a draw, but a score draw, is going to be on Sunday. And I know you're not sitting on the fence on that, but... Uh... No, I honestly believe that. I think that um, I think that Celtic will probably take the lead early on in the game, and you know, as you say, that uh, the high tempo that Angie's got on playing at, maybe that Rangers might find that to their advantage towards the end of the game, you know, and... and but I, I think that they'll be playing catch-up. But I think a, a, a draw for Celtic at the weekend is, is not the worst result in the world. Richard, back on the line, hopefully in a better line. 
Have we got you there, Richard Park? Not at the moment. <laughs> you couldn't make that up, could you? <laughs> um, right, we'll try and come back to you in just a moment or two. Uh, we're going to give you the chance to win tickets, not for Sunday, but for Easter Sunday. So we've got a pair of tickets for the Rangers end, a pair of tickets for the Celtic end. Uh, we've teamed up with CSD Air Condition to give one lucky Rangers, one lucky Celtic fan, a pair of tickets for the huge match, plus £100 to spend. What could you do with that in those days, Davey? £100. <laughs> Took us, I think, to Madrid. Do, do you know what will be great? That yep. Scottish Cup semi final, half and half, 25,000 yep. fans each. Yep. That, that's what these games have missed over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, this nonsense uh, 700 fans going to Ibrooks uh, on Sunday, 700 fans going to Celtic Park in three or four weeks' time, whenever whenever that game is. I, I, I don't like it. I don't know if you agree with me. I, th- I, I, think like it it. A, I think it gives a home side a real advantage as oh, well. 100%. Barry, because you know, even just looking at the pictures from Celtic Park, the last Old Firm game, Celtic Park was mm-hmm. sight to behold. And I, I, I don't know, I, may, I might be wrong, but looking at Rangers players walking onto that pitch, one or two of them looked as if... I, I used to like that when I was walking out of Ibrox, said the main stand, Copeland, Govan, mm-hmm. and then you would look to the left and then it was just eight, seven or 8,000 Celtic fans and then yeah. you would go over to get a corner kick if it was the Celtic fans who would be giving you all sorts, throwing things, but I liked that. That's what made it, that atmosphere... And the same when you went to Celtic, uh, Celtic Park, there was 52, 53,000 Celtic fans and the Rangers fans were up in the corner, what is it, seven or 8,000 mm-hmm. again? Yep. Um, yep. I, I just liked it back again. Maybe I'm old school. Richard, in England, it's still a huge game, isn't it? It's the one game that matches the audiences you know, on Sky of, let's say, you know, Liverpool against Man City or whatever. It's a massive game. Oh yeah, it's it's not only a massive game in England, Paul. I think it's a massive game absolutely everywhere. Anybody with the slightest connection to uh, to Scotland or to either football club is is passionate about a watching it, and then and then b you know hoping that their team is going to get over the line. You know, I mean, I I remember a Celtic Championship actually with Davy Proven playing. That was when uh, Celtic won 4-2 in Murdo McLeod. Do you remember, Davey, hit that screamer from 35 yards? I think it's one of the best goals I ever saw. Yeah, yeah, certainly one of the most important, Richard. I remember that night we were 3-2 up. We had 10 men. We'd come from behind, winning 3-2. And I'm screaming for the ball from Murdo because I want to take the ball into the corner and, and run down the clock. And I could see Murdo was just going to line up. He was going to smack this thing with his left foot. I'm screaming at him to hit it. And I'm thinking, look, if you do hit it, make sure it goes right in at the back of the Celtic end. And of course, it went into the top right-hand corner. One of the most memorable moments, if not the most memorable moment of, uh, of my, my Celtic career. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that was your favourite game, well, wasn't you, it? You're, you're yeah. responsible for so many things, though, Davia. I don't know if you know, you're responsible for Jerry McNee becoming a football commentator. <laughs> <laughs> Can we forgive him for that? <laughs> well, you know, this is back in the days when, I mean, it was so long ago, Billy Connolly was still a Partick Thistle supporter. <laughs> <laughs> and he was at the game, Thistle versus, uh, versus Celtic. And uh, after about 25 minutes, I was caught short, had to nip down the back of the stand. <laughs> and Jerry, for the first time, I said, Jerry, if anything happens, just, just you know, give a bit of commentary. So as I was coming back up the stairs, I heard, go! Jerry, did you get it? He said, oh, yes. And then we played it back in the studio. Paul played it back to us. And honestly, it was superb. I thought, that's the end of my short career <laughs> behind the microphone. But, but no, we managed to split the games between us in our, in our years um, yeah. in Anderson Cross. And what about that day at Paisley when Celtic were going there and Hearts looked to be on 
track for the title up at Dundee. And Davey, I know you were on the bench, but you were still there. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, illness was coming on that yeah, season, yeah. wasn't it? But you were there. But I remember you, Davey, Dave, and Richard, you can take up what was happening. Uh, I mean, it was just the most incredible afternoon because we, we on um, the Glasgow radio station at the time, uh, were broadcast, <laughs> broadcasting in the region. <laughs> and a lot of the fans that had radios with them to see from another broadcast station whether or not um, you know, Hearts were going to get a result up at Dundee. And then the news came through, Dundee had scored. Was it, was it We All About Kid? I can't remember that far back, actually. And I can remember that moment, my, my fellow commentator in, in, the, in the box, Jimmy Sanderson, he got himself really excited. Oh, yeah, we could be going to see something marvellous. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, they've scored again. Celtic that afternoon, as David will remember, played some of the most magnificent football I've ever seen in a sweeping 5-0 victory. David, do you remember how some of those goals, well, I, I can still see them, you know, scored by Mo, McClare. Yeah. I mean, what, what a side you guys had at yeah. the time. What, and of course, you're, you're understated, I think, understated and underrated manager, David Hay. You know, I never think he ever got the credit for what he achieved no. with you all. No, I'm fortunate, Richard. I, I still have a beer with uh, David now and again. And, and we, we talk about the old times, obviously. That's what, that's what footballers do, former footballers do. But certainly Love Street is never far from, from centre stage when we take a trip down memory lane. Uh, and you're no. right, I think Davey was out the next season, uh, which was really, was. really harsh. That, 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 he won the cup, then the following year the league, and then the following year yeah. he got the bullet, you know? Yeah. I, I do remember that day, though, vividly, Davey, because I had to tell the, uh, the Celtic board, Jack McGinn, Christopher White, son of Desmond, that they'd won the championship. They didn't even know. They were coming up to say, what's happening? What's happening? I said, you won. You're the champion. I thought I'd have heard that from a lot of people, but not from you. <laughs> and then then the, the ground had only been about 12,000 in at the start. I know there's a lot of apocryphal tales there in, in Celtic books about it, but there was only about 12,000 in at the start. By the time we got up to full time, there was like 35,000. It was absolutely unbelievable. Everybody was on the pitch. You and the players, you, you never left the field for about an hour. Willie, were you there? Yeah. yeah. There's a great... Hi, Richard. Richard, there's a great part. Hi, if you Willie. watch the film of that game, if you remember, Jim Stewart was in goals, right, for St. Mern, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, exactly, right. David just gesturing what happened. And he's not made a save in the game, right? And he makes a save. And when he makes a save, the whole Celtic in behind him erupts. Right, and he thinks that they're having a laugh at him, right? But obviously they've just got the word for Dundee that yeah, Dundee right. have scored, so it's, yeah. it's, it's the best battle. But the third goal in that game, I mean, Pep Guardiola would have signed everybody in that team if you could score a goal like that. I mean, that was, that was one of the, the goals yeah. of the century. Yeah. Danny McLean, Paul McStay, uh, Brian McClure, Mo Johnson. Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Well, I, I, I've still got that, the, the, mm. the copy of the tape of the commentary that day. And I, I remember when uh, Jimmy Sanders and I came back to the radio station, uh, and we were chatting away with, with, with Paul afterwards. We said, you know, we've just seen one of the greatest things yeah. ever in, in the history um, of Celtic Football Club. It was magnificent. And, and, you know, and, and to, get, to get past Hearts and, uh, you know, Wallace yep. Mercer had tried so hard. You know, but, uh, yeah. you know, that was the result of a result. Richard, we could go on and on. And I know we wanted to mention your friend Shane Warren and what are the memorial yeah, service well, today at the MCG know, was so well, special. Um yeah. What, what a day, because I've spent a lot of time in Australia. My, my eldest boy was a great Scottish football supporter. Uh, his team was Dundee United, though, because, of course, our family is originally uh, from the east of Scotland. Uh, you know, we, 
Paul, you came and joined my family down in Australia on a trip as well. You know how close we were to the cricketers. So, Davey, I, I took Paul out yep. to meet Shane Warne. Shane had invited us to a party. Turned out it was Brett Lee, the fast bowler's 40th birthday party. So there we were with the Australian cricket team, lots of the Australian media, <laughs> lots of the famous names out there. And, I mean, to say Shane was a generous host, you know, I mean, Paul's got an even better story about what Shane did halfway through that <laughs> evening. So we're, having a, we're having a few drinks and a few more. And then Shane says, well, when you're finished, go upstairs to the top. It was the Ivy in Sydney. Go upstairs to the top area and just carry on. It's free drinks all night. I'm away. And then, Paul, you asked Shane where he was off to, didn't you? Yeah, I did, and he was just heading out. I think uh, he was a great. He was you know, to know him was to be captivated by him. You're saying stepped Not for public consumption. The news I tried the, to get yeah. up an exclusive here. Yeah. The yeah. news is coming now. Yeah. Uh, listen, we could go yeah. on and on. Um, yeah, really great do. for you to connect do. again, Richard. Yeah. I had the great pleasure of playing poker with Shane for eight hours in the in the in the Australian Open in Melbourne. Yeah, what, oh, yeah. A, what a fantastic character! At that time, he was what an ambassador for for the the Crown Plaza. Then when the yeah. the show note was there, so yeah. I don't I want to say it, well. I put him out. We're going to we'll have to wind well, up here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard, have you most importantly booked yourself into Davy's new hacienda? Uh, <laughs> well, I I hear he's in Javier, and I'm going to leave oh. you with this thought. There's only one other Scots guy I know has had a place in Javier with one of his former wives. I know what you're going to say. That's a legendary. You know who, who it is, yep. don't you? The legendary journalist, one Chick Young. Indeed. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll put you off. Great. <laughs> Richard, listen, thanks so much for coming on and wishing all the best Not to Davey. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers, Davey, Richard. All the very best in your retirement. Have a great time. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. So 2-2 two, two for Scotland last night in Austria. That's eight games, six wins, two draws. And the manager happy? After four months, I've had the players for 10 days. We've, we've got to know each other again. We've got to lay down the basic principles that we try to work off. Uh, I think they showed in both games. And now we go to the competitive games in June on the back of an eight-game unbeaten run, which is which is not a bad place to be. The goals came from Jack Henry in the first half, second half from John McGinn. That was a, a brilliant strike. And uh, the keeper was probably man of the match, certainly from a Scotland point of view. Uh, Craig Gordon, just in superb form, but he wanted to praise John McGinn. I'm sure he would love the comparison to Gareth Bale. Uh, slightly different players, but uh, nevertheless, he's an, he's an important player for us, yeah. Um, that uh, is uh, is huge for for us on the the park and off it. You know he's one of the leaders within the team. That's why he gets the, the captain's armband uh, when when Robo wasn't available in the last game. Um, yeah, a huge player for us. Hopefully we we keep him fit and, and keep him performing at those levels because he he's massive for us. He's going to be 40 later this year, but he's looking and speaking about the young players. I need to lie down after tonight. That was a lot of work, but um, yeah, it's it's great to 
to see these young guys coming in. And I think that's been very important in these two games. Um, you know, the manager gets to, to bring some of these guys in and give them some vital time on the park to see what it's all about because we're, we're going to need these guys in the future, probably the, the near future. Um, so the, the squad's always developing. There's new guys coming, younger guys coming in all the time. And it's great to see them get on the park and get that experience. It's, it's only going to help the, the team in the long run. Good pipeline, Barry, isn't it, of players coming through? Yeah, there's... Um, I mean, if you look at the, the average age of the squad, I mean, you're just talking about John McGinn there. He's 27. He's still got another seven or eight years left for me. And then you look at the younger boys coming through, Billy Gilmers, Nathan Patterson's, Hickey's... Um, John Suter's know that that young ad, what was John Suter 23, 24 so there's a good batch of young players but also we've got a, a real good quarry for me top players um, and I, as I said Paul I want to tune in every time Scotland play I enjoy watching Scotland um, look, I've seen them play better last night in terms of keep possession a bit better but overall I think since Stevie Clark's come in at the start I'll be honest it was a slow burner it wasn't great to watch but he sorted his out, he made his defensively stronger and then as the games have went on and on, we've got better and better and now we look a proper team. David, do you think the players as well, the system, they're so professional now. I'm not saying you weren't in the past, but... No, we weren't. You're 100% right. It was normal thing to, to go for a drink after a game, maybe too many drinks, maybe too many drinks in the, the lead-up to games as well. It was just part of the, the football culture at the time. Totally different now. I mean, I, I know very few professionals nowadays who actually touch alcohol. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 approach is, the approach is spot on now. Steve Clark um, has managed to get him to buy into what he's trying to. And, and a lot of managers try that and maybe don't pull it off. I think in the past, a lot of players have turned up for Scotland duty, not really convinced about the manager. That's not the case now. One of the big successes is Ryan Jack and his reappearance this year, David, because he was out for, what, a year, almost a year, and you were getting worried about his future. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, when you're out for that length of time, um, very often when you do come back, you will start picking up other injuries. Um, he seems to have come through that. He'll be a huge player for Rangers, and hopefully, given that he missed the Euros, he'll, he'll get a chance to take the big stage in, in Qatar. Yeah, I'm delighted for him. It's obviously worrying when you're out for a number of months. Um, then he came back for a, a, a little period, I think it was November, December time, then he went missing again for a month or so. Mm. So now he's got a number of games under his belt and it's great to see him back in the international fold. He, he got 20 or so minutes against Poland, obviously started the game last night. And as I said, that area of the pitch for Scotland is so strong. There is so much quality in that midfield. And it's great to have a player of Ryan Jack's quality um, in the mix again. The two goalkeepers are going to be busy on Sunday. I think you both agree. It's going to be. I think it's going to be end to end stuff. Yeah. Magnificent. Waves two, the attack. Uh, yeah. Rangers on the attack. Celtic on the attack. That's what I fully expect. Because you know what you're going to get for Celtic. Ange doesn't change the way he plays. Um, they're going to come and attack. And for me, Rangers need to press Celtic really high up the pitch and, and force them into making errors. Um, so I think there's goals in it I think it's going to be end-to-end -end stuff and I can't wait for Sunday and Rangers can't sit back though can they? no they can't yeah. they can't it's plenty of, well you've seen what happened when they sat back mm. they got absolute battered in the first 45 minutes at Celtic Park and I think the Rangers manager has um, learnt for that he made changes at half time um, and I don't think you'll see that happening on Sunday who do you think is going to stand up for Rangers on and as I ask you the question I think the answer is maybe all 11 of them. 
the Rangers players, every one of them. But who are you looking to? A Rebo maybe to be a bit special again for Rangers? Ryan Jack? Yeah, is he going to be big? Lundstrom again. Mm. Um, he's over the, the last couple of months. He's really underrated, in. I think, Barry yep. Lundstrom. Yep, I, don't think, I don't think the average punter can see what he does. Yeah, I, I think, I, I honestly, Davey, and I backed him on this radio station. The first six months of the season, a lot of people were saying, what's the reason why Rangers have signed him? Now you're starting to see the reason why Rangers have signed him. He's good on the ball, he's athletic, he can get about the pitch. So I, I always look at the midfield area, Davey. That's, for me, games are won and lost. Look, you're going to get your wide players who who can produce that bit of magic. Your Ryan Kent's, your Jota's, um, and obviously the, the, the full-backs in, in terms of Tavernier. Um, and then uh, you've got... The, I, I just look at the midfield area. For me, there's loads of quality in that midfield, and that's where the battles won or lost for me. Loads of messages coming in for Davey on your last show here before going to Spain. Here's one from Chris Burke, former Ranger star, Scotland, and Kilmarnock. He says, can you tell Davey, thank you for all the times I got to work with him. He probably doesn't know it, but my first Go Radio football show was with you, Davey. Really? And uh, he said he was as nervous as hell when he heard it was me and him <laughs> that were on. So he was nervous, two Kilmarnock greats. But as soon as I met you, Davey, I knew... Um, you were going to help me through it and you did you were protecting and understanding of my points of view every time I was on with Davey on go he enhanced me as a pundit he enhanced me and that's what amazing pundits do you'll be a huge loss to the show and beyond and to Sky but if anyone deserves to live the best life it's you Davey from Bur- Chris Burke Burke, I'm, I'm very very grateful for those those comments and it was an absolute pleasure not just to watch you when you were playing, but to actually get to know you in the, the, the studio and, and watch you develop as a broadcaster. been an absolute pleasure to work with you. And well, also, Berkey, can I just yeah. say, it was the opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> he just grilled at me and he disagreed with everything I, I said. <laughs> no, like, no, tell the truth, I know. No, listen, no, I know. I, 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 you know what I've said about Davey, he's yeah. a guy that I've respected. And when I grew up, watching games of football and commenting, when Sky came into, into Scotland, he was a main man. Um, on it commentating and you always knew um, what he was saying was honest um, you knew when you had a bad game David would be honest and say you had a bad game mm. but when you had a good game he always praised you so listen he's going to be a massive miss and uh, Burke, a huge game for him your old club Davy Morton yeah. Kilmarnock Friday night so they could go another three points clear they're at yeah. the top as yeah, you know. I, yeah I mean you, you can't obviously dismiss their no. growth they're you know back in some kind of form after a, a poor run of five games but um, they're not over the line yet. I do hope Killer can get over the line. The, the, you want the full-time club, I, I think, back in the, the top league to, to push the boat out in terms of budget this season. So I hope more club can do it. Still got an affection for them. And Barry, we've said many times, we talked about it on Monday night, but Friday, massive for them, for Kilmarnock. Yeah, I, I believe they're four points now, mm. clearly are both. Um, and I, I believe when you look at their squad, uh, their, even when you look at their bench, it's really strong. Um, and I, I fancy Kilmarnock no doubt in my mind they'll be back in the Premier League as Championship um, winners we're going to get your pre your prediction Davey before you go for the game at the weekend can't wait for it it's going to be some weekend on Saturday Dundee against 
Aberdeen. Everyone's got something to play for. Hibs, Dundee United. Motherwell, St Mirren. Can either of them get a win? Ross County against Hearts, the only team who know they're going to be third. You know, they know where they'll finish. And St Johnson against Livingston. And then, remember, we're on here. Go Radio Football Show on Sunday. Rangers against Celtic at high noon. It's going to be some game. Loads of messages coming in. Malcolm Miller, best of luck, Davey. Grew up watching you with the socks around the ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing down the wing for Celtic. Sadly, uh, retired in your prime due to the horrible uh, virus, ME, and you made a great career as a pundit. Can't quite believe that you're going, but he's delighted you're going to the sunshine. Uh, thank you very much. That's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel very humble here. Um, uh, there's dozens of messages. Regan's been on, who's calls many times. Yeah. Uh, Regan uh, got a message from you as well. Uh, we'll find it saying, All the best, Davey. Always good to chat with you on Go Radio. Thank you. Do you know I'm seeing yeah. Davy emotional here? Aye. Normally he's yeah. hard as nails. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see. It's good to I see. Was it's th- good to hear. It yeah. just shows you how many people obviously mm. appreciate Davy's opinion. It's not good to hear too much of the Celtic stuff, Barry. It's a few days before no, the Rangers game. Sitting here, but listen, out of respect. Yeah. Like can, can, I, yeah. can I just say something about, yes. about Barry? Yeah. If ever I got somebody wrong, it was Barry. Because I, I spent years on the gantry watching Barry. Mm. And there's this skinhead with a Roy Keane attitude snarling at people mm. screaming at teammates and I thought I'd want him in my team but I, I can't see him being a nice guy yeah. <laughs> and of course I've come to broadcast with him got to know him and he's just so different from what I imagined thoughtful insightful and it's, it's been really good fun brilliant to hear isn't it it's absolutely true thanks for so many messages coming in we're counting down to Rangers Celtic on Sunday John Hartson will be here with us we've tried to persuade Davey uh, to stay but he has to go on <laughs> Saturday that uh, from Glasgow Airport will be heading away along with Fiona and uh, yeah we had a day out last week with uh, Chick was mentioned earlier on Hugh Keevens was there as well and of course Mark Guidi. Um so and you were Good a player day. of the year as well you were the players player of the year you've had player of the year Barry a couple of times it's hard to win the players player of the year I would imagine you know the respect of your fellow that's professionals the one, that's the one that you, you want to win Listen, the, the sports writers is, is great to win, obviously. Um, but the, as the players, um, obviously you play against um, week in, week out. Um, and they're the ones that vote for it. And when you win that one, that's the, the one I would guess all the, the players um, enjoy winning most. Davey, when you won it? Yeah, great great honour. I would say that's probably up there with um, getting a Scotland cap. I, I think getting the, the vote from your fellow pros from your peers um, that you know they, they think you've been the best player in the country that season that's a huge honour your favourite game against Rangers I think was the one you mentioned was it, it, it was 4-2 two? Two, my yeah. first season at Celtic yeah when we, we beat Rangers with 10 men it's, uh, nothing would ever top that we could have won the European Cup the following, you know, the following season and it, it wouldn't have looked at that night at Celtic Park it was unbelievable because it was 10 man yeah. Rangers Barry for you what's your all time favourite old firm game that you played in there's a few it's a tough one but it's got to be the, the Scottish Cup final 2002 um, not just because I, I scored and the way that we won it with the last kick of the ball it was when, when you actually go back and look at both lineups, yeah. look at both benches um, there was again I'll go back to Saturday I was actually sitting there at that Legends game and I had a minute or two to myself thinking I've played with some unbelievable mm. players and when you not that you take for granted but you forget yeah. And then you mm-hmm. think back at games, the question that you're asking me now, you look at that Celtic team as well, some of the players that were in that team. You know, 
Sutton, Hartson, Larson, mm-hmm. Petrov, guys like that, um, Neil Lennon, and the guys that I played with, Arthur mm-hmm. Newman's, Craig Moore's, um, yeah, I, I can go on, De Boer's, guys like that, um, un- unbelievable players. Um, so that's probably probably the, the game that I enjoyed, I enjoyed most. Up against Celtic, Martin and Neil's Celtic, wasn't well, Martin's it as well? Neil, one, yeah. one thing about Martin and Neil's team, albeit everybody says they were always strong and physical, yep, they were, but they also could play a bit. They could play the game as well. So that was um, back there, late 90s, early 2000s, the two teams there. There was some unbelievable games and as I said, I played with some unbelievable players and I played against some unbelievable players. And some unbelievable players in both teams now. They are pretty evenly matched up. I'm going to ask you both about that after this. And also your all-time favourite um, memory from an old firm game. I know you said the, probably the goal, the best goal you've seen, let's say, because we're going to do it in social medias as well. Uh, Joe's been working with you on that this afternoon. Yeah, your all-time favourite old firm goal that you witnessed. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Chris with the traffic and travel tonight. Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland captain. David Proven, former Celtic, Kilmarnock and Scotland star. And Paul Cooney here. Loads of your messages and calls coming in. Uh, Davy's last programme with us before heading to Spain. Davy, you love your golf as well. Could Tiger know. Could Tiger Woods actually be playing in the Masters? I well, see. What I, do you reckon? I would love to see it. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think he's in a his fitness is nowhere near good enough to win it. But just his very presence, you know, given what he's done for the Masters, um, first ever Masters. He was twenty one years of age. He shot forty in the the first round, 40, and won it by 12 on, on the Sunday. Unbelievable. Incredible, isn't it? Barry, you love your golf as well. Do you think we might but see By him? the way, by yeah. the way, 40 to the turn, I should say. Yeah, 40, I was thinking... It was 40 I, for the front nine. Yeah. Let me qualify. Right, 40 so then... The, the front nine, was, everybody had yeah. written them off. And uh, he somehow he, he won have. it by 12 strokes by Sunday night. Thank you for clarifying, because I was trying to work out what <laughs> yeah. happened in 40. Um, that's be a world record. Barry... Tiger well, Woods. well, 12 months yeah. ago, he nearly lost yeah. a leg. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, I seen him do a presser um, maybe a month or so ago. He just ne- need, needs to take it day by day to see how he is. But he's he's arrived there and he's going to play a practice round, I, I believe. So, it'd be brilliant. Listen, he, what a player he's been. Mm-hmm. But over the last number of years, he suffered uh, with serious injuries. Um, and it would be great to see him um, play. In the Masters. In the Women's Champions League, it's on the way at the moment. A sellout in the new camp or the camp new. It's 1 1 with Barca, Real Nine, Madrid. I've seen 90,000 they were expecting. Isn't that amazing? Unbelievable. It's brilliant. El Clasico. Um, let's take some more calls. Let's go on the line now. Uh, Tino is on, a Celtic fan. Tino, good evening. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Good, thank you. You? Yeah, doing very well, thanks. 
Right, Tina, what's uh, what's on your mind then? Well, football for the game on Sunday. What are you feeling? Yeah, I feel like I spoke to uh, Simon Donnelly and Barry uh, last week on Friday. We had a chat to Obviously, there's some international stuff in the way, if you want to call it that. Obviously, mm-hmm. Scotland doing pretty well just now. But yeah, all eyes now on Sunday. And I just think it's a huge opportunity for Celtic. Obviously, um, Rangers at home, three points behind. They'll need to you know, come out and, and have a go. And I think that could potentially play into Celtic's hands. I think we all know that Ange and Celtic, they only play one way now and they've got you know, quite a distinctive style. But I do think if Rangers open out and have a go at some point, that could you know, allow Celtic to, to get in behind and hopefully get a couple of goals on the day. That, that's what makes it interesting because I, I believe Rangers do need to do that. You know, they need to open yeah. up and, and go for Celtic and... Listen, you always run the risk when you open up and have a go at teams that you leave gaps and that's where Celtic generally hurt teams. Um, so that's why I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I really think it's going to be a, a proper ding-dongy a, a game, end-to-end stuff. Um, and I think there's going to be goals in it, I do. Because yeah. Celtic clearly don't change the way they play. They're very attack-minded. They start off at 100 mile an hour. And Rangers can't do what they've done before and set off Celtic because you've seen the damage yeah. that happened. So for me, the, the the mindset's got to be you've got to have a go at Celtic. It's Rangers Cup final, isn't it? Yeah, Rangers can't. Rangers have to win the game, Paul. They have to win the game. I'm not saying it's never going to happen in terms of the draw, but it's going to be so difficult to retain the title if, if Rangers draw the game. They have to win it for me. Celtic would have to collapse and both have been so consistent overall, Davey. What yeah. would you say about Tino's point? Well, I think in the last game, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst got it badly wrong. I think he has to hold his, his hands up. And he left it too late for me to change it. Mm. But, you know, Barry was saying after five minutes, we were in the studio doing that game, mm. and he was rubbing his eyes. He couldn't believe yeah. that Rangers not only were sitting in, but they were standing off Celtic. Mm. Celtic defenders been allowed to bring the ball up to the halfway line, play the game in the Rangers' half of the pitch. Um, and he got it badly wrong. By half-time, the game's finished. Celtic took their foot off the gas and just freewheeled to the full-time whistle. So Rangers will be a totally different approach on, on Sunday. I think they'll try and squeeze the game into the Celtic half. They'll go right up against Celtic. Um, and it's it's going to be like two heavyweights slugging it out. Tino, hard to believe how it's turned around though, isn't it? From last season for Celtic. A hundred percent. And even from this season, so you're losing three out, you're opening six games there and you're thinking it's going to be you know one of those years and we talk of it being a, a rebuild and a transitional year. So... I think a lot of Celtic fans would have bit the handoff just to be in, well, in a title race and, and now leading a title race with, what, seven games to go. So, yeah, I think it's a, a, a solid position to be in. I was actually going to ask to, maybe more specifically to Barry. Barry, do you think Giovan Broncos will come out early or do you think he might sit in for the opening, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, feel out the game and then open out or do you think he'll go for it? From no, the first I, I don't think he can do that. Do you know, I think you've, you've, got to, you've got to play Celtic at their own game mm. and, and go for them. I think if you sit back and let Celtic come on to you, I think you're in for a long afternoon. Um, so mm. I, I think Rangers will need to come out the traps as quickly as possible and do what Celtic do, generally to teams. So I, I think that will be um, the Rangers manager's approach. As soon as the whistle mm. goes, they need to be on them, they need to press them high up the pitch as possible because they, they can't possibly do what they've done at Celtic Park now. That night, I mean, me, Davey and Paul were in the studio. A bad injury, I must have been like, what is yeah. going on here? The amount of space they had. That 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 can't possibly happen. 
on Sunday and I think Rangers approach Tino will be they need to go for the throat early Tino yeah yeah, I think so what's your scoreline uh, I've been calling 2-1 on our podcast so I'll stick with that you reckon 2-1 your goalkeeper some uh, good stuff today we're talking about you know what Nuno Espirito Santo said to him at Tottenham <laughs> you're yeah. too old you're too weak they're too slow and the show's over it shows you the resilience of him but he said he got the call uh, he phoned uh, Ange Postacoglu and uh, he said Davey Ange had me you know a, a hello yeah. he just loved the attitude well I think it's all also about you know when a player has lost his way in the game and Joe Hart had yeah. couldn't get a game for Burnley couldn't mm-hmm. get a game for Spurs where was he going next and I, I think Celtic has revitalised his career and in particular Ange Postacoglu who has managed to get his head right, and Joe Hart. Um, and I, I said at the time when he was signed that he's got a ricket in him. Well, there have been very few rickets. Uh, he's, he's done a, a much better job than I thought he would do for Celtic. And, um, you know, he'll go into this one, and he's played in some really big games uh, in England. He'll go into this one on Sunday as maybe Celtic's most important player. You reckon? Well, yeah, yeah in, sure. in this game, the, the goalkeepers, how many times have we seen Alan McGregor winning a game, mm-hmm. an old, girl, old firm game for, for Rangers? And, and Joe Hart will be in the same movie on Sunday. The goalkeepers are, people talk about the strikers and Barry's talking about the midfield and it's all important. I'll tell you what, see if your goalkeeper has a bad game in that game, forget it. In trouble. Barry, um, he's only 34. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and listen, I know we, we're speaking to him after the, the, the game for five or so minutes he, he loves it he mm. loves it up here he, he feels the love and that, that's what I think he he needed um, and, and he's shown he's shown what a top goalkeeper he is and I said to him uh, I said to him after that I wish you all the best apart from <laughs> when you when you play Rangers and he just started laughing it's good to have a joke that way you know what I mean but he's he loves it up here he, he just can't but he knew both Rangers and Celtic were big clubs but he says I couldn't believe how big they are um, and playing at Celtic Park, sixty thousand, the atmosphere he says is is, is unbelliable. See, so he so he appreciates because he's played at some big clubs. Sure. He's played in massive games. Um, and as I said, I, I said it right at the start of the season when Celtic were interested in him. They're signing a top class goalkeeper, but most importantly, a top class guy to have round about the dressing room. He's He's a winner and you can see, I don't know if you, you watched after games and that, he's got a real connection with the, with the Celtic fans. I don't know if, if Tino thinks the same, but I, I get that feeling watching him. Tino? Yeah, I think there definitely is. And I think, I get David's point as well, you know, you've got to be a guy that, you know, that makes a big save on a big occasion. But I also think just the confidence he gives to the guys in front of him. I think Celtic really suffered last year with Vassilis Barkas. I just think the the defence didn't believe in him and I think that can affect how they approach the game and I think what Celtic now have is a really solid and you know you can predict the back five just now it kind of calls itself at this moment in time and I do think the back four take a lot of confidence from the fact that Joe Hart's behind them and he has a leader you know Callum McGregor's the captain but Joe Hart at you know, 34 years of age been there done that a couple of titles with Man City he knows how to lead a dressing room and I think he's been a, an absolute he, wonder signing at a million He's a, pres- he's a presence also Tino He's back. See when you look at uh, you look at goalkeepers, he, he fills a goal. He's a big goalkeeper. He's tall. Yeah. He's he's well built. Presence. Um, yeah, yep. he's a real presence. And when you play, Dave will tell you, 
when you when you've got a top goalkeeper, it makes a hell of a difference. Funnily enough, David David Seaman is on uh, Sky at the moment. Seventy five England caps, same as Joe Hart. Seventy five caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, see Matt O'Reilly, David played well for Denmark under twenty ones, and the manager is raving about yeah. him, saying that Celtic and Postecoglou they've uncovered a, a real diamond here. Yeah, he's been an absolute pinch and typical of, of Celtic's January transfer business which is the best I've seen the, the club doing for many, many years. So much money has been squandered on poor signings um, over the last two, three, four years. And it's just it's good to see Celtic identifying, you know, good young players who they can, who they can get for, for not a lot of money who can go straight into their team and improve it. Yeah, he's been a, he's been a find. And he's very similar to Rogic. When I, when I watch him, he's got the same sort of build, same sort of movement. <clears throat> and it just shows you there's there's um, there's good players at, at lower level, no doubt about it. What was he? One and a half. One and a half. Yeah. I mean, what 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 is that now? That that's nothing. Sure. That's that's absolute peanuts. Do you know who would you go for this weekend? Would it be Rogic to start or O'Reilly? Um, I, I don't know if Tom Rogic is going to be fat. He took that heavy yeah. off against Ross County, so I think it sounds like he might struggle. And O'Reilly would been there alongside Hattati mm. with Callum McGregor sitting a bit deeper. I think. And Kyogo on the bench at best, probably will be on the bench, but three months out. Isn't it remarkable though that how the run you're on and Gikamak is doing so well because uh, you know he was the talisman and he could still be for the rest of the season when the Japanese star comes back? Yeah, I think it's a great position for Celtic to win. If they manage to come through Sunday unscathed and you then get Kyogo coming back in for the, the last half dozen games, it's a brilliant position. When they're all fit and available, Kyogo's the man for me, but I all credit to Jack Amakis. He stepped in and he's banging in the goals just now and yeah, he should get the nod on Sunday. Who do you have to look out for from Rangers? Uh, <laughs> put him on the spot. I think yeah. Rangers are a, are a different proposition when Morelos plays. He's not got a great record against Celtic, but he has a handful. You know, he could cause problems at the back. So I think that one sounds like it's maybe in the balance he came back from his international duty a wee bit. Uh, patched up so he could certainly make a difference I don't know if Aaron Ramsey's anywhere to be seen I don't know if, if he gets a nod in this kind of game but yeah. I do think Ange and Celtic generally focus on what they're doing not disrespectfully but they focus on what they're doing and hopefully that's enough on the day You know, thanks very much for calling in to Go Radio Good Great. luck listen, All the best Cheers. to Davey as well I know Davey's finished up so good luck Davey Thanks Tino, thank you Good luck with the podcast. Thanks, Dino. 0808 17 17 700. It's fascinating, isn't it? The countdown to the match on Sunday. Rangers against Celtic at high noon. Judgment Day is the best we've got so far. (laughs) Pretty good though, Judgment Day. Isn't it Judgment Day? (laughs) Barry, excited. Quick break and then we're back. Maybe another surprise. More of your calls, more messages. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Two old firm legends with us, Barry Ferguson and Davy Proven. Barry, how is the how are the legs after playing at Ibrooks on the in the huge match against the rest of the world at the weekend? Yeah, they're getting better each day. Um, I, 
Sunday and Monday. I mean, Monday was the worst. I always got it two days after the game. I, I honestly, I, I couldn't go out of my bed. I was limping about everywhere. But uh, they're getting easier as the days go uh, go on. But as I said, it was well worth it. Mm. It was brilliant just to just to get back and and see a lot of my old teammates and and just go on the pitch and, and kick a ball about against some brilliant players in the the world um, eleven. Want to ask you a wee bit more about your old firm memories and the best goal you ever saw? I'm going to ask Barry. Going to ask Davy Proven. Loads of messages coming in on Davy's last uh, game here on uh, the program at Sky. That's it all over there as well. And uh, let's go to where he was formerly Sky's top man, talk sports own, former STV, great colleague of yours on the line from London, Jim White. Jim, good evening. Paul, good evening to you. How are you? And how is uh, Mr. Proven? Good evening to Barry as well. <laughs> I'm still breathing, Jim, which is, um, that's the idea these days when you get to my age. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember, David, there were times that you had to check that I was still breathing when you and I used to socialise together uh, in the Glasgow area. And in fact, I, I think now and again, I left you now and again. But David, honestly, um, this is a landmark moment uh, Congratulations on everything, and I mean this sincerely, mate, on everything you have done, because not only were you a top, top player, you went on to be a brilliant broadcaster, and uh, you, you get it. You get the media, mate. You, you, you get what it, it takes to, to do a meaningful interview, and you were a joy to work with, Davey. So before I break down in, in, in emotion in this part of London... I I'm already breaking down, Joe. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean it, Paul. I do yeah, mean it sincerely. David Proven is a class apart, a man who could turn his hand to anything. And I, I feel so blessed having worked with him uh, for a number of years. Of course, you know, while Ian Crocker was working with uh, David Proven, I was working with Charlie Nicholas. And I, yeah. I think that Ian Crocker got the better deal in terms of understanding <laughs> what the other one was saying. <laughs> and Jim, you're absolutely right about the meaningful words that came out in the, either the pen, you know, in the newspaper at the weekend or yeah. on the radio yeah. or with you on Sky. And it's tough, Jim. You know, you're at the sharp end. It's tough to still have good relations with people in football, but also call them out and say what you think. And Davey was always fair, yeah. but fearless. Absolutely. The, the thing I liked about Davey, Paul, in this business, uh, a lot of people and a lot of journalists get accused of just making statements and expect somebody just to react to it. Davey Proven knew what it took to do a decent interview, more than decent interview, because he was direct. He was always very respectful, but he knew if he asked a meaningful question, he would get an answer. And uh, believe me, Davey was a class apart. He still is. Davey, I'm not talking about you've, le just you've left us, my friend. <laughs> but um, uh, Davey, honestly, I take my hat off. I bow to you tonight, my friend. A joy to work with and a great professional in the media. Well, like, listen, likewise, Jim, going back to the early days when I, I used to come into the STV studio when you were presenting there um, and the presenters are the guys at the really sharp end and, and to watch you over the years uh, and see what you became um, you know having left STV and becoming the top the top man at Sky um, that, that has to be the pinnacle and I've, I've got so much admiration for you for, for doing that and, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but for, for sorting your life out I've got so much admiration for you the way you did that over 10 years ago hasn't it a drink for nearly 11 years 10 and a half years Davey and you know we all had some great times after the shows Barry but it could go too far but Jim you say you now feel immeasurably better 
Oh, yeah, I certainly do, Paul. I'm with a couple of uh, former Sky colleagues actually having a meal here uh, in a very nice part of London. Uh, and uh, the two of them are having a glass of wine. Of course, I'm in the old ginger beer and lime. But you know what, Paul? And I mean yeah. this, Davey. I really mean this sincerely. Some of the times that we socialise together, I look back in them. I look back in them with such fondness. I mean, they would start in one city and end in another. I know that. But um, I do. I regret any of it. Not one bit. Because you were the best company. And I tell you something about David Proven, Paul. Yeah. You, you could trust the man with your life. He was a great friend. You could tell him something. He was discreet. He was confidential. Uh, and he, he always looked out for you. And David, honestly, this is no BS coming from uh, this part of the country tonight. I mean, everything I say, you, uh, trust in this business, as you know, Paul, is everything. That's why you and I have lasted uh, so closely so long, because I, I trust you with my life. The same with Davy Proven. You could say anything to Davy, and he's there for you. And he was confidential. He was strong. He was discreet. I mean, Davey, listening to all this, you must be filling up. <laughs> Jim, Jim, you were very kind in saying that, that I was known to ask a direct question. Can I ask you one? Go on. Who's going to win on Sunday? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, that was direct. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do a Martin Keown and sit in the fence. Um, I think I would take home advantage, and I think Rangers will win it. I think it's going to be a tremendous title race. Don't ask me who will win the league, because there's something yeah. fascinating about this man, Postecoglou. Mm -hmm. And I've got to say to you, Davey, if Simon Jordan takes to somebody, it's for a reason. And he likes the cut of Postecoglou's gym, mm -hmm. which, is not, which is not easy to say. But um, he likes Postecoglou. He likes the way he's going about it. I think Simon thinks that Celtic will get through there in the end and win the league and, and get the title back. I'm not quite sure if that's going to happen or not, but I think Rangers will win on Sunday. There you go. Jim, thanks so much for coming on. I know you're having dinner and we were, we, I was lucky enough to see you at the weekend and David, your ears would have been ringing because yeah. we, we remember, we admire you so much. Fearless yeah, and I mean fair. David, yeah. I hope to see you before long and I wish you well, my friend. Top, top man. Okay, buddy. Thanks for that, Jim. Not at all. Thank you, Jim. He'll be on Talk Sport again tomorrow morning. And we're proud of what he's done as well, aren't we, David? Oh, just a bit. Yeah. My goodness. I mean, to get to the top of that greasy pole down there yeah. and one of the biggest, well, the biggest broadcaster in, in British sport. Uh, you, remarkable. Used to watch him in Scott Sport. Uh, sure. Yeah. Used to love it. And then he was top dog. Yep. For sure. Guy. Yeah. yeah. He, and do you know what? I, I'm not just saying it, mm. but it's, it's not the same. No. It's not the same watching Sky Sports News. So he's going for Rangers on Sunday, and uh, but he's not too sure what's going to happen for the title, which is what we're all thinking about with 10 minutes to go in the programme. Uh, it's going to be it's some week now, isn't it, Davey? These are special weeks, aren't they? What was your favourite all-time goal that you witnessed, Barry, looking at over the years? Witnessed so yep. many amazing goals, but it's got to be Davy Cooper's. And, uh, dry back up, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, remember watching it, he flicked it over. I don't know how many heads, um, but that's probably my favourite goal that um, I've seen a Rangers player score. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. I remember it. Well, Davey, did you play in that game? Yeah, I played in that game, yeah. That's yeah. why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your memory of the of that goal by the late, great Davey Cooper? Just um, astonishing that he had the composure inside the box. It was almost as if he was playing out in the street with his pals uh, it was so casual you know in a game like that to produce that kind of skill in such a tight situation with so many Celtic defenders around him um, and Davey obviously was a rival of mine uh, in terms of 
old firm games and trying to play for Scotland. You know, we were in opposition for a, a I, Scotland. I was course. going to ask you, David, how, how good did you think David Cooper was? Yeah, I mean, on his day. I mean, I think Graham Souness summed up when I don't think Graham Souness realised how good David Cooper was until he came to, to Rangers. Uh, and he said, you know, Rangers supporters are so lucky that David Cooper was a homebird. They didn't want to go abroad. He mm. said, because David Cooper could have played in any league. And he said, I played in Serie A. David Cooper could have played for Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan. Any of the real top Italian teams could have played anywhere. And I don't think any any of us who watched David Cooper over the years would disagree with that. He was... It was a real, a, a, a throwback, a real throwback. That's a good compliment, isn't it? That'll yeah. do us, won't it? Yeah, David Cooper, Davy Proven at that time, Barry. It was neck and neck for Scotland mm. as well. So many messages coming in. Um, here's one from Rob McLean, uh, your colleague. Please tell Davy how much I've enjoyed working with you on Go. I've enjoyed your company over the years for different broadcasters, but it's the person most of all which I've enjoyed most. Great company. It's been a real bonus to share a studio with you recently. Always with something to say and a real sense of fun to go with it. He said he'll miss you, Davey, being around and wishing you only the best for what lies ahead. Rob McLean. Again, really kind of you, Robin. It's been my pleasure as well, working with one of the... the I've worked with so many top presenters, uh, of whom you are one. Um... You know, the man opposite me here, Paul Cooney, Richard Park was on earlier, Archie McPherson, yeah. I've, I've worked, Jim White, I've worked with them all and it's been a real learning process and, and obviously a real privilege. You're buzzing he's mentioned you, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got a big smile. We're going to extend the programme. <laughs> right, so Davey, this is anonymous. Enjoy your retirement. Beautiful striker of a ball. Uh, Hamish, the goalkeeper, Hamish McAlpin of Dundee United, had no chance. Intelligent commentator, Henrik... Larson was world-class as a player, you're world-class as a broadcaster. That's anonymous. I don't think it's a family member who said it, David, but there's, <laughs> uh, there's no uh, name there. Just there's so many messages in. Here's somebody, a Sean, a Celtic fan, who it's quite a long message, but he's saying, as a Celtic supporter, I'm particularly sad in a selfish way that you are uh, giving up broadcasting, you know, you're going abroad, um, because you're one of the few, he feels, in the media who tell the truth about Celtic in the way it was being run over the years and if they were underperforming. He listens to lots of different stations, watches the television, um, and many pundits he feels doesn't want to rock the boat. Um, he's critical of Dermot Desmond here, and he feels that you were candid, you were honest. It's not always popular, and especially when you're a club legend, that it's the easy thing would be just you know to to stay as that. But you forged a career where you've been totally fearless. But Sean wants to wish you all the very best. He's 36, doesn't remember you as a player, but he's watched the videos. Thank you very much, Sean. Very kind of you. And all of these messages are making us a very special last broadcast for me, I can assure you. That's brilliant. There's so many more coming in as well. But Davy loves... It's about the football. You love your sport. It was always, you know, a team player, wherever we were, whether we were at Clyde here. STV was on the early yeah. days as well yeah. with Jim. We used to do the phone-in on the uh, telly and then here at Go Radio, which we didn't ever think we'd be doing, did we, at this stage? It's, well, it's brilliant to be back in Glasgow's it, newest station. It's great to wind, wind down with you, Paul. And I know you're not winding down, but you were the guy who phoned me in 1989, I think, mm -hmm gave me my start in this business. And, you know, here I am 33 years later on my, my last broadcast. And I, it's really fitting, I think, that I'm sharing a studio with you, the guy who, who set it all in motion. I'm chuffed. It's actually because I bumped into Fiona and Kathy Gandolfi one morning, <laughs> two years ago, and told her about Go and said, come back on. Uh, Davey's brilliant. The game this weekend, Barry, Rangers can't afford to lose. Jim thinks it's going to be Rangers win. Davey thinks it's going to be, I think, what? Yeah, Davey. 
What's going to happen on Sunday? Well, I'm, listen, I'm, you were talking about honest opinions. My honest opinion is that Rangers will win this game because they have to win it. I described the Scottish Cup final many years ago where we had to win. And I think we won that game because of the, the circumstances. If Rangers don't win it at the weekend, it's over. Celtic, Celtic, they can give Celtic the title uh, on Sunday afternoon if Rangers don't win the game. I also happen to think that the, the way that the, either stadia is now with no away supporters or virtually none, I think gives the home team a huge uh, advantage. And if you will allow me to, to qualify tipping Rangers for the weekend, I think Celtic will win the last old firm game of the season and win the title. Which was going to be my last question to you. So, yep, you reckon they will win at Celtic Park. Barry, um, yeah, what do you think about what Davey's saying? Rangers to win at the weekend, but Celtic yeah, they, will win the they, title. Yeah, they have to yep. win. It's plain and simple as that. And I think they will win. They will win um, the game. Speaking to the manager, which I was lucky enough to sit beside him in the dressing room and... I says to him, you know how important, and he knew, he, he gets what it is to be at Rangers, he knew how hard it was after that last game at Celtic Park, don't take it away from Celtic, they absolutely deserved it in the day, but Rangers need to win and they will win the game. Could be a big day for the two captains, well it will be, won't it? James Tavernier was mentioned early on, uh, Willie was saying that, that you know, the, the, the danger he could pose the Celtic yeah. defence. Um, Morelos is the one though, yeah. Paul, you know, sure. if Morelos is fit, um, he's... Morelos, Ryan Kent are evil. The, the, the big game Rangers need these guys to turn up. And and again, by the same token, Jota um, for, for Celtic. Giocomacus playing out his skin just now. So many individuals who can win that game. And that, that's what makes it so intriguing. Some brilliant players on both sides. That's a good point. Well, I haven't even mentioned Jota, Barry. Who's, yeah, what, uh, what a tussle that's going to be, Jota. Yeah. Tavernier. Yeah. Tavernier loves bombing forward. Jota. Got all the, the, the tricks of the trade, inside, outside. There's some great battles going to be happening in Sunday all over the pitch. What was your happiest moment in, over the years, Davey, would you say, in the in, in the game? Is there a moment you'd say, well, that, that just that one moment, I really enjoyed it? As a broadcaster or... In, in whatever. Both, in, well, both, I mean, yep. I, th I think first season, winning the, the title in my first season yes. and, and winning it in an old firm game, that, nothing that, would ever surpass that. Because you take it in afterwards then, did you realise this is momentous? Yeah, I think we, yeah. we got it, that, that we'd beaten Rangers with 10 men. Um, most of our audience will be too young to remember it, but uh, certainly something I'll never, never ever forget. And Scotland doing well, and you did so many games over the years as well, and we all enjoyed your commentaries. Thank you. Re really kind of you, Paul. And you got me into the business. Right. And Best signing I ever made. And Barry, you've uh, we've, we've learned a lot from him as well. Yeah, when you yeah. told me um, I was going to be on with, with David, mm. it was... Uh, you'll back me up here I says listen great as somebody who I respected in the game and you learn a lot off no doubt about it so I wish him good luck in Spain and I'll be jealous on Sunday when he's sitting there with a frosty glass of beer watching it Rob's here tomorrow night with John Hartson your uh, sub for this weekend and Craig Moore so the build up continues to Sunday Barry thanks so much see you on Friday Davey adios amigo Adios, muchas gracias. Thank you for everything. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go.